Hey friends, welcome to the Vertical Podcast. Vertical's mission is to ignite a passion in college students for Jesus Christ, His church, and His mission around the world. Our goal is to create conversations centered around questions and topics that we don't normally have the opportunity to talk about weekly at Vertical. Check out our website at verticalministries.net or follow us on social media at Vertical Waco to find more resources on ways to grow and opportunities to give. Our hope and prayer is that this would be a helpful resource for you during this time. Sick'em. Vertical friends, welcome back to the podcast. Last week, we talked about rhythms of Rona, what it looks like to um, have good rhythms and routine during this season of um, being at home. Today, drumroll please. Let's go. What are we, what is the question? What is the topic? Tiger King. Hey. That is what we're talking about today. Our question is... <laughs> We're not endorsing Tiger King, by the way, but we have all watched it like you all have. If not, watch it with your family tonight or something. But the question today, did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Absolutely. Followed up with, if she didn't kill him, does she know where the homie is? I think he's with Tupac. Yeah, I would agree or with I would agree with Dale. One of the two. She did she did mention at one point that the way you would get a tiger to like smell a human or whatever would be what did she say do you like remember sardine the, oil yeah, or yeah, something sardine oil which on the human was pretty interesting to me jc what do you think do you think she knows or he, she killed him or i think she definitely knows more than she's letting on there's no way he just disappeared at 5 a.m in the morning <laughs> and took his little van just somewhere. a business trip just a business trip and disappeared and she has no clue what happened there's no way I don't believe it for a second. I think that at the end of the day, Tiger King is the greatest example that we are now becoming more and more distracted by dumber things. Fair. See Tiger King and all of America. Somehow, having watched it, maybe a few exceptions on this podcast, but uh, it also is crazy, I think, just to take actual good things out of Tiger King, which isn't a good thing. But uh, (laughs) uh, one weird thing is that like, by the end of it, you're like, oh, this isn't as crazy by the end, but everything that's happening each episode is absolutely insane. Yeah, but by the bizarre. end, I was like less surprised by what was going on. For sure. And uh, Episode that, one, mouths open the whole yeah, time. By like, the end, you're like comfortable and used yeah. to it. You're like, of course she killed her husband, <laughs> and now there's this legal battle. You know, you're just like, wait, what? How did this become normalized? It shows how easy it is to entertain the very things Christ came to die for. Totally. So, anyways... Um, uh, JC wants to tell everyone what she's wearing. Let's be honest. Yeah, JC. I'm wearing my favorite pink jacket. I wish everyone could see it. Wow. Pink's my favorite color. Um, but I'm not the typical girl. I just, you know, I pink how just are makes... you not the typical girl? Why are you even trying to defend <laughs> yourself to by saying that you're not the typical girl when you are? Maybe, <sighs> I mean, your wardrobe of jackets would would go to show that you are a girl, the, which is a okay. Jacket completes an outfit. Okay. Should we we roll with that? Like, okay, so your favorite way of, or what's the question people ask? Like, if you were a piece of clothing, what would you be? Or if, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm getting some rolling. Yeah, JC would be a jacket. I would be Lulu pants. Pants, Black Lulu (laughs) pants. Black Lulu pants. And I would probably be shorts in general uh, for those of y'all that know us. Would y'all agree? Shorts for me. Yeah, last thing before we actually talk about meaningful things is if you know anything about vertical which you might not know much about our staff. Chambers is always in like shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Even in the winter. JC is always dressed like business casual. Like she's about to meet 
like do a design clothing design meeting and like be your fashionista. Like we're in New York or something. Is that a thing? We're in I don't know. Stinking Waco. Yeah, she was a fashion design major, fashion merchandising major at the U of A. Um, Woo pig. But uh, and then I am some. I'm usually in athleisure, and during Corona, I've been more of like I have to wear. No, workout no, no, clothes no no you have what? two looks actually three looks athleisure oh okay like like dad look with the with the can of coke or the the vertical zip half zip okay <laughs> and then that's athleisure though and still. then and then cowboy i do have i do have rancher dale when it's time to fish once a month fishing going yeah. to the ranch okay, okay today our question is how is home hard yeah a short question Anyone have any thoughts? Dale, you want to jump in first? Yeah. So I've, I've actually uh, thought a lot about this, and uh, even I don't think this would be new to my mom. We've actually talked about this, which is kind of helpful that we have a healthy discussion and kind of uh, you know communication about how home has been hard for me. Even when I go to Houston, to this day, sometimes I don't go home home. I stay with other people sometimes. And so... Uh, that is because of just things from the past. And so students have now, you know, been taken from college and they're most likely home for the majority of their home. And they didn't choose to be home. And some of them love it. Like some of their like homebodies are thriving and they love their families. And we have some of those students. I know some of those students, even some are in Waco. And, uh, but then there's a lot, which probably would have been more like me, which are just thinking like home is hard. And I think for me, home is hard because uh, my family, you know, uh, separated when I was like five, divorced when I was in the seventh grade. And there's just a lot of things that when I go back home, I would find myself getting really annoyed. I'll just give examples to kind of tell how home would be hard for me. Uh, I'd go home. I'd get annoyed with my mom. I I just weirdly would have the shortest fuse ever. I could Mm -hmm. just become this really angry person really quickly. Like no one in Waco is like, you know, you're a really angry person, Dale. You need to work on that. Like no one, uh, except for my mom has, has this, has seized this side of me because I have a shorter fuse, shorter patience. And, and then even not just the annoying and anger stuff, but also then what happens is I, I want to numb. I want to solve those problems with a solution of something. And so whenever you're home, you usually look back to what you, you know, look back to in the past. What were your bad habits from the past? And so if you're home, you just go right back into the ditch that you've been in, in the past. And so, uh, -hmm. you numb with TV, food, uh, Beer, drugs, pornography is a is a common one as well. Mm-hmm. Just to be uh, experiencing those things and then turn to something to fix it, a, a solution, so to speak, with a, a solution that we have deep roots in. In the past, I think a good way to think about this is like, you know, uh, either via wounds or roots. You know, one is, you know, a lot of us have found victory from for me, anger, pornography through busyness and through. Uh, having a lot of discipline, all these different things. And so you kind of get home, you go back to this uh, place where it can be more challenging, and then you are very tempted to turn back to those things, those old ways, and you haven't uprooted the unhealthy things. Or let's take it from the perspective of it being a wound. Like you haven't done the work on the wound. You haven't taken the time to allow the Lord to heal. And so you find yourself in a position being in a lot of pain and wanting to, 
solve that pain with something. And, and so that's why home can be hard for many people. And that's why it was hard for me for so long and still is like a challenge. Like it's a very quick thing that I can go back to the anger stuff, even just thinking through of like, how can I, you know, you know, numb in, in different ways. And so I, I suspect that, and what we've even heard from students is it's really easy to go back to old bad habits, uh, roots that we didn't uproot that were unhealthy. And mm-hmm. now they're being exposed in this season because of home being hard. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would agree with that. I think what I see in myself when I go home is I think I can become really irritable, especially with my mom as well. I think my family can, and those closest to me can bring out, can expose sin in myself that I I might not see in in day-to-day life um, with people that don't know me as well or don't know how to push those buttons um, as well. And then uh, my, the other thing I see in myself is laziness. And I think it can become a temptation when you go home um, to just be pampered by your family. Like, just become, like, I'm here to be served. Like, do everything for me, Mom. Like, cook, provide my meals for me, clean, do my laundry. Um, And you're not adding anything to the household or adding to your family. Um, And it can, you can also become lazy in the sense of just, lounging and watching TV all day or watching, spending all your night watching movies and TV and just kind of wasting time. Um, TV is like, it doesn't really like add to your life or it's not like, um, it's not like really great. It's not really bad. It's just neutral. But if you're spending all your time doing that, it, 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 um, takes away from the opportunity to build deep relationships and make memories and, like live life like you're not living life um yeah so how like what is what's the best way to redeem time at home since we've established that for a lot of people it can be hard to be home to go home it can bring out old habits as as both of y'all have talked about in different ways how how do we redeem time at home specifically for you know college students um that are home right now with their parents, with their families. Totally. Well, I'll start. I think that we kind of struggle with our families sometimes to uh, care for them because we're like tied to them. It's this really funny thing that we maybe serve or love our roommates back, you know, in Waco way more or more naturally, or like we serve them and are more thoughtful about others but we're not always as thoughtful about our own family. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've thought, you know, family sometimes is the hardest group of people to minister to, to care for, to invite to things, to initiate with, to be thoughtful of. Like, it's the craziest thing. Yeah, like, because, you know, well, we have this years of trust. Mm-hmm. So it's honestly a good thing. Part of the reason why home is hard is because of a relational, like, trust that is awesome. It's like, well, they can't go anywhere, but that becomes laziness. And so one of the ways that we can redeem our time at home is just to, you know, take initiative. And, uh, you know, as we talked about in rhythms, like abiding, it starts with first finding life in Christ and, and being secure in that. Because when you're insecure, that's when those bad habits, that's when home really becomes uh-huh. hard because then it's just all a bunch of insecurity in a house. Yeah. But if you can have your security in Christ and then you can take the initiative in the same way that you know that God has loved you through sending his son Jesus to die for you, 
he took that initiative for us. And so you know that going into a day and then you in turn start to take the initiative in the way that you love and care for your family. And I think one of the hardest things for some students is they're like, man, what do I do if my family isn't super spiritual? And I just want to encourage everyone to just lead up. Like always lead up and and it takes some sensitivity, but it's like, hey, why don't we start doing a morning devotional all together every morning at breakfast or every dinner? Why doesn't somebody share what God has been teaching them? Or, you know, you can be just leading up in all these different ways. And that's how you start to redeem the time because that is what you know, I think a lot of our families are are missing is somewhat of that initiative. And uh, and we can just be the response to that. But we're waiting on somebody else to do it. And we don't have to wait. Like, we're grown adults. And, uh, like, college students are adults. And they have a, a responsibility and even an opportunity to lead up in that way, yeah. to take initiative. And then I think the, the other I thing... I want to add something to that. Go ahead. So I, I think... Taking initiative, it sounds really great and sounds like, oh, that sounds kind of easy. But I will tell you, it will feel uncomfortable, like super uncomfortable, especially if your family isn't um, super spiritual or um, it's not a common thing to talk about that in your home. Um, But I would just encourage you to lean into the uncomfortableness of that. Like, don't let that uh, be an excuse for not just lean into it and do it anyways. I have I've I'm in full time ministry and I have been the one to read the Christmas story on Christmas morning. They revert to me for prayer a lot of times. Like if something's going to happen to my family, it's normally going to be me leading that. And it still feels uncomfortable to to me. And it's what I do all day, every day. You just have to make a decision to lean into that and and get over it. Because once you start doing it, it becomes a little bit more normal and a little bit more comfortable. So yeah, just lean into that. Yeah, it still feels uncomfortable. Feels... Uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. It still feels uncomfortable. Anyways, I don't know if we're allowed to make fun of each other when we're getting serious, but here's the reality. I think the last thing I'd say is just be thoughtful for me. Um, 27 over Christmas break, my mom and I had a conversation about, you know, the, the timeline of my parents, uh, separation and divorce. And that was such a meaningful conversation that I've been meaning to have for the last 10 years. And, uh, it was so scary, but that's a thoughtful, like I had to take thought of like, what do I really want to know? Man, you know, it it could be, that's a really heavy thoughtful thing, but I think there's other like really positive thoughtful things. Like what's your favorite thing about dad or why did you even want to date him? Or what was dating like when you were, uh, uh, you know, young, what, you know, what, uh, has been the hardest part of marriage? What's been the absolute best part of marriage? What's the hardest part of parenting? What's the best part of parenting? Like these are the opportunities that you have to listen to your parents and even to ask your siblings, like what's your favorite thing to do? Who are your best friends? Who are your closest friends? Who who makes you laugh the most? Like these are some of the very simple questions that we can't answer for mm-hmm. some of the people that we claim to love. Like that's a fascinating yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Like we're under the same roof and we can't answer some of the most basic questions of like, well, what's your favorite, you know, color, food, like all those yeah. things. Like it sounds funny to, but like at the end of the day, like I, I don't think I could tell you my mom's favorite food or color. And that's crazy. I well, granted, I haven't been in the house for like 10 years, but still like it, it's a, it's a opportunity to be thoughtful. And that's how you redeem the time because 
when you're not thoughtful, when you're not taking initiative, you're just, uh, it's a wasted time in the sense that, and it, it's just, it feels uncomfortable, you know, and because it feels uncomfortable, you're not pushing past that. You're not initiating, you know, and so you're just kind of at the expense of however the house is feeling each, each day. And I, I've noticed during Corona, even with my own roommates, I'm not home uh, with my, my mom, but even with my own roommate, it's, it's like this weird thing where there's good days and bad days. And what we don't realize is we have a huge impact on it, whether or not it's a good day and bad day. Mm-hmm. Like we have a huge impact on the health of the house in a day. And it's whether or not, you know, as I said, we start with security and then we lead through that security. We lead up, we're thoughtful, we take initiative and we make home, we make the most of this opportunity of being home. And I think it's important to realize that even Christ himself, you know, had struggles in his own hometown. They were like, who is this guy? This guy's, you know, Jesus, didn't he grow up with us? What an idiot. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have these this authority and this power that he's claiming to have or sounds like he thinks he has. And so just be, just be aware and maybe even take comfort in the fact that even Christ himself struggled in his own home. And his, his family was like, somebody go get him. He's saying crazy things. And he was like, my mother and father and my brother and sisters are the people of God, the church. And so I think we can take comfort in that. And then we don't, we don't justify that and, and decide to waste our time at home and ignore our families. But we take that with, with encouragement that uh, it's okay and continue leading because, you know, continuing to, to love and care for the people around us. And that's what we're called to. And so I think that's how we can really redeem home in this season. Yeah. Uh, as you were talking, it made me think of Hebrews four, fifteen and 16. It says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us in our weaknesses, but one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Yeah. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so if, if your home is hard, like draw near to the throne of grace. Jesus walked this earth for 33 years yeah. and... Uh, can relate with you in that and also has enough grace and power to give you strength to help you in your time of need. Um, And then the last thing I would add is um, in John 15, it talks about verses one and two. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And so as we were talking about earlier, sometimes going home exposes sin that you don't usually see. Um, and I would encourage you to, that can be so redemptive, like view the sin, like be aware of the sin, acknowledge the sin, confess the sin. Don't just ignore it and brush it off and be like, oh, it'll go away when I get back to Waco. Like use this as an opportunity to be humble enough to recognize your sin, confess your sin to, to God, confess your sin to others, your community that hopefully you're staying connected with. Um, and use this as an opportunity to grow, to be sanctified, to be pruned, yeah. and let the Holy Spirit help you um, turn, repent from those sins. Yeah. What I love about that just image from uh, John 15 is that if the Father is, uh, you know, if Jesus 
is the true vine and the father is the vine dresser, then those he's pruning, he is closest to. Like his hands are closest to. Like if he's actually pruning us and, and growing us so that we can bear more fruit in the future, then that means he is near. And that's such a beautiful image and, and thing to think about when we think about that. Last thing I'd say is just like the last way to redeem time is to serve um, JC mentioned just like kind of being pampered and just receiving like this is an incredible opportunity to do the dishes, to cook dinner, to walk the dog, to clean the house when you're asked to clean your room when you're supposed to, you know, all these different things like now and not just for yourself, but even for others, you know, for, for so long, probably 18 years of your life, you've only been doing what you've been told. And now this is the opportunity to do something without being told and to serve and love and initiate without somebody else having to tell you to do it. Why? Because you rightly know where you stand in the Father's love. God, the Father himself, loved us so much that he gave his only son. And that initiative initiates us to love, serve, and care for others so we can redeem time at home. So That's good. Anybody else? Just any last remarks, closing comments? Yeah, I think I, I think this sounds weird, but uh, have fun at home. I think the other thing is that, you know, we think TV is fun. And I didn't grow up with cable, so I don't know. I think a lot of people do watch TV, so I'm just saying TV. But But I know that when I go home, like, I have to say, like, let's play this card game. Let's do this game. Let's, mm-hmm. let's you know, play Monopoly Deal. Let's play... Uh, Bananagram. Bananagram, great game. Uh, code names. Like, those are the very things that... I think are so awesome to make fun or make home just absolutely incredible in this season. Like it's exactly what your parents need. It's exactly what your siblings need. It's what we need to enjoy one another. So I think one of the last thing I'd say to redeem home so that home doesn't have to be hard is create spaces and leading out fun. And that could be kicking a soccer ball out front. That could be paper airplanes that could be you know silly things like but that's way more fun than let's all just sit around on our phones and hate our lives during this season of rona which stands for corona which we i don't think we clarified at any point (laughs) at any point during rhythms and rona rona stands for corona and uh the virus and um anyways i just want you to know I, i think the last thing that we didn't include is is fun and what a cool opportunity we have to have yeah. fun with our families and uh, be creative. Totally. So. That's good. So good. Again, we hope this uh, episode has been helpful to you. Um, again, if you um, want more information about Vertical, feel free to check out our website at verticalministries.net or yep. give us a follow on social media at Vertical Waco. We have different resources um, for you that are available during this time and ways to give and all those types of things. And at Dale. Chef James and at JC Gregory. <laughs> Chef <it>. James. <laughs> awesome. We're praying for you guys. We miss you and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Sick'em.